1: I'm Shannon Feltis.
2: I'm Bonnie Dutch. And this is You You Are That.
1: We are two sisters who cannot take a compliment.
2: Well we can dish them out. Well, Shannon, I'm very excited today.
0: Okay. Because we have
2: a very special guest. Yes. Someone who is near and dear and has a special pocket in my heart, regardless of if we talk every day or if we haven't talked in like a decade. Mm -hmm. Who's your guest? It's a musician. No. I'm really excited because you've been wanting me to get my musician friends on right. the podcast and tell crazy zany stories everybody wants music. it it's yeah. like our highest requested thing yeah we have Puyon F. Carey and he is keyboard's magic spirit of scary kids scaring kids Ooh. they disappeared off the oh radar for a little while and now they're a band again I'm very excited it's I a just getting again. Goosebumps. did you you too. announced
1: that in the cutest way and I'm like oh shit this is so cool it's Puyon. I love it. everybody
2: loves Puyon. <sighs> everyone who's ever met him has loved him and we welcome you to the show today welcome to you thank are you that, that was a,
0: an extremely warm welcome I don't know how to live up to it so <laughs> thanks and hello it's, it's great it's great to hear your voice again
2: I'm so excited to have you on we normally tell how we've met people and sometimes they're just like really thrilling meet cute stories I don't remember because my memory is fucking awful <laughs> oh my god no I don't remember it's oh, it I was like love- like, a tour or a – my show brain, I went to so many shows and met mm-hmm. so many people for so long. And along the way, you meet people and you might see them again in a few months. But Puyon became one of those people that if I was hanging out with, like, my Australian friends, Puyon popped up with our friend Sal. And I was like, what What are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I'm just going to live in Portland for a little while. <laughs> I'm just going to bebop around, go on a different tour. And, like, they would hop on the tour. So it was just always intermixed with everyone as not just – Puyon from Scary Kids, he was like his own
1: force. You realize you're like that too, right? I don't like for band people. (laughs) Now we can ask Puyon this question because how did we meet? I feel like Bonnie is that for band people where they go someplace with their band friends and then they see Bonnie and they're like the fuck and she's like oh I'm here with such and such and they're like "Huh?" that's exactly
0: right I could say that I was uh, you know traveling because I was on tour Bonnie was actually the person that was just everywhere you went right (laughs) so it's all about perspective
1: she's living her best life just being on the road doing whatever she felt like listening to her favorite music and I was jealous of that life that's pretty
2: rad my 20s were dope and I had all the friends that wanted to Do stuff, right? So adventure, like Lindsay would be like, "Hey, let's go to Florida." Wow, that's true. All these tours are lining up, and then there's Warp Tour after. So we'd hang out with like several different bands in one week, and then party super hard for one weekend. And by party, like Lindsay and I weren't like crazy partiers. Lindsay didn't drink. Lindsay didn't smoke weed. Lindsay didn't do anything. So I'd like smoke a joint with someone, and like that was my crazy, (laughs) and just hang out. We were nice girls out on the town, be bopping around. And I had someone turn around and look at me and go, "Wait, Bonnie." what florida you're not from florida and i said i'm from portland and they went why are you here And i was like because i flew on a plane to florida just because of no reason
1: so fucking adventurous and you're right nobody else had those adventure friends in their 20s you had the weird lucky pocket of friends and all your band friends liked you because you're a normal person too you were there for the actual music I hope so no i think that's true because <laughs> like there's band hoes like real talk, all my friends were banned hoes when they were not adventuring. And I'm like, I just want to go for the music.
2: Oh my God. No. It was in that time. So it was like early 2000s to mid 2000s were the big screamo emo days. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I think I stood out because I wasn't one of those girls that had like fake nails, big extensions, painted on face, Ooh, yeah, like the LA type of scenester girls that had like
1: cheetah print weave. I heard those were called scene bimbos back in the day. I don't know. I don't know. So maybe
2: I just stood out because I was like, hi, I'm Bonnie. I'm wearing a denim jacket. I'm from (laughs) Portland. Let's rock. (laughs) I'm wearing your shirt to the show and I don't care because I love your music.
0: That was was a good time. I remember we, uh, we were very close. I remember when I lived in right outside of Portland uh, at our our manager's place, Russ, who you know very well.
2: Yes. Lake Oswego. That house was the bomb.
0: I stayed there for three months months. And we hung out all the time. I went to your Christmas party, if you remember, right?
2: The ugly sweater party. And you met Waylon and Adam, my, my brothers, and my brother's wife, Ashley, yep. at that party. That was at the Horchata house. That was house. awesome. Oh, yeah, nice. that was a lot of fun. Really- <laughs> yeah, we invited you. We're like, come to an ugly sweater party. We're all dressing up. And then we did white elephant with gifts. <sighs> and you ended up with someone, somebody got body glitter and they're mad about it. Mm. So you ended up with it, and then we ended up swinging in a park for hours nearby what? and swinging and talking about our daydreams yep. and what we wanted to do with our futures and just like really bonding as friends. And then we came back to the house, and all the people had left the party except for like our hippie roommates' friends from the co-op that we didn't know. and they were slow dancing to the Beatles around the Christmas tree, and we were oh. just like, this is yeah, well, we just sat there and watched them and played with body we, glitter.
0: We, I had also won the chocolate mushrooms, if if you remember that. Oh, so maybe.
1: Oh yes, is that why? That's the swinging, why the swinging. Never, that's why the talk uh, about the
0: dreams, and then also why oh, body glitter okay. people were like, "Oh, these guys are weird. <laughs> this is too much."
2: Yes, we we were on mushrooms yeah, a little bit, just a like little like bit. A, enough
1: that the air felt like
0: like Pressure, everything
1: yeah. had essence. Oh. Yeah. Like after yeah. you eat a wintergreen mint, yeah. All the air tastes like that. You're like, "Oh god." <laughs> yes. Everything was oh. exceptional. Yeah, it's like
0: post workout fresh air, right?
2: Mad Dog 2020. Mm-hmm. I Oof. got in the White Elephant Peach Mad Dog 2020, oh, god. which I pounded. Yeah. Did you know? Yeah.
1: Wow. That was yeah.
0: actually That's what, what bad, I brought oh, to man. the White Elephant party. You
2: oh yeah, oh, classic. And I was sort of seeing someone off and on and he came to the party, but I ended up on Mushrooms in a Park with Puyon, just <laughs> building a fabulous friendship and talking about oh. our daydreams. I still have all the poems you sent me that I never made illustrations for, for our children's book that was oh in our God. mind's eye that night. We're like, we're going to do yeah. this. Like, we're really going to do this. Can and we please were,
1: really do this? You guys? No, I totally
2: thought about it. I was like, I want to like, let's kickstart that. I still have those
0: poems. I'm still down.
1: Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> he's a beautiful writer I'd like, I'd like to donate to this kickstarter now <laughs> i've got 10 on it Let's do I got ten on it. Yeah.
2: Um, so yeah so i don't remember how we met it was on some tour right i don't someone. i
0: don't either i remember that it was early on though I remember it was early on i think in our yeah. touring career and yeah early on in, in like kind of the bands uh the bands like early days
2: It's like where everyone just kind of did West Coast and maybe like tapped into Vancouver, Canada and then came home and we're like, we just did a tour. The West Coast run. Yeah. Where you're like, I'm
1: in a field in Portland.
2: That was my favorite thing. And to go to tours down at like the Troubadour and Mm -hmm. go down to LA and like hit the clubs there and meet bands that it was like their EP release. Oh my god! and then meet them and be like I'm from Portland and they're like we want to go on tour there it's like I met people when they were like band babies and then when they came up I was like band mom so I was like oh you you guys are here here's some brownies do you guys need a place to stay who wants a shower if we're on the way home we're like you want to do laundry and shower so you can go home to your mom and smell nice you want to think you're a nice
1: boy that's pretty good I do remember you had a lot of laundry happening and it was a ton of black skinny jeans and they weren't yours (laughs) (laughs) That That was was so fun. And
2: Puyon, you had wild, long, curly hair. I remember
1: your hair. That's how I remember meeting you, is that you were kind. You listened while people talked. You you were actually one of the only guys... That a group of girls was talking about stuff and you were giving them like eye contact attention yeah asking follow-up questions <laughs> or just being friendly in general without any of the the band schmutz that can happen and you had great fucking hair i remember your hair more than <laughs>
0: everyone most wants
2: things. to touch the hair oh,
0: all, are you are gonna bring the hair things. back yeah actually it's um it's yes! it's kind of just been happening naturally in quarantine because the That's pandemic kinda, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's had it, uh, since october of 2019 basically so it's it's coming back oh, nice
1: yeah. i'm really excited too and that. you know
0: i thought when uh when we announced our tour in september or whatever that by january i would have hair you know kind of down below my chest uh and i kind of underestimated that one <laughs> <laughs>
1: It slows down as you get yeah. older. Yes. Finding.
0: And they
2: say it's like every six months it grows like how many inches? I don't know. I'm like a hair farmer. different. Yeah. Yours grows really fast. Yeah. I hate it. Let's talk Scary Kids, Scaring Kids. Still one of the best band names of all time. Now I'm back and in music. Back yeah. Our-
0: That's right. Oh yeah. and in, 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 in so many ways, the uh, Scary Kids are coming back. We've been, uh, we've been doing a lot of writing. It's been a lot of fun. Chad and I, I think most excitingly, have kind of like become really close again. Right?
2: I love it. That's
0: right. Yeah. And Chad and I always close friends, right? But when you stop having reasons to just kind of bump into each other as everyone kind of gets older and, you know, whatever, whatever band is, right, you're kind of like working together. It's like when you stop working together, Mm -hmm. uh, you stop seeing as much of each other and playing music again together has given us like a reason to just fly out. Hang out for the weekend, write a few songs, and and just kind of have been doing that since basically the tour last year.
2: That's so cool. It's like the boy version of yeah. her slumber party
0: where you guys it's like you're
2: you're meant to be in the room together you're staying together for a duration of time and you get really close because like all the little funny things start falling into place again and you're like god i yeah.
0: missed you yeah, you don't it's get so enough cool. of that is uh is kind of full-grown adults you kind of don't get that just kind of goofy peer relationship that that you maybe had growing up with people
2: it's really hard to do and when i moved back from nashville i started working with my best friend who was my boss she's like hey you want a job and i was like i'm just coming home do y'all do whatever so i ended up working in in an office with her and we just would like make eye contact die snort laughing and like say inside jokes and it all just picked up and we've known each other since fourth grade so it's like that weird sister bond that other employees were like you haven't even worked here how do you right. know everybody how are you guys so close this is yeah, fun. It's, it's fun to have the sister friends, the brother the nice friends, creepy connections. Yeah, that's really good fun. to have it. And
0: I think maybe that's why people appreciate or kind of wish that they were working in the arts or playing music or being a director or doing this or that, because there's an assumption of you get to be yourself as an adult, right? Like if, if you kind of hold the reins, you get to be kind of natural. And when you get into a professional position, sometimes you can lose your identity, right? If you're not doing something yeah. that, uh, you know, is yeah, yeah, or, or express yeah. yourself. And I'm not saying that you always get to be yourself when you're in kind of a creative role. But I've definitely kind of lost some of my personality when I was working in different kind of career positions. And, and that sucks.
1: I relate to that so hard. It hurts. I can't yeah. work for other people anymore after working yeah. for myself. I feel like I need to just be my own person. I totally get that.
2: (laughs) And it's not even a thing of like, I don't want to be told what to do. I like structure. Give me a list. I will show you like, damn, I'm so good at taking care of your list. I'm a vital, important part of your company. However, there's something to be said where your brain has the freedom to kind of move around and go wherever it goes and you feel a larger sense of gratification. If you have a role where you can say, this is great and I like your list, but look what I can bring to the table and somebody Mm -hmm. goes,
1: yes, that's what it was missing. Mm it feels way more mm-hmm. fulfilling yeah stuffed shirt and a tie at a desk answering somebody else's phone is not where it's Can't at <laughs> oh, right i do miss those like bonus commissions though <laughs> around christmas
2: when i worked for a bank i was like oh you want you want me to actually like buckle down and make extra money? They were like, why are your numbers so high? I'm like, because I'm a baller. I just haven't been trying because I, I like no money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Time I, and a half? I want oh. a Keurig. Like, oh. come on. That I was fun. <laughs> you gotta do it. Okay, well, we will hop in. We are very excited. You guys released a single in 2019 and that was like the first time in a, in a bit and now you guys are coming out with, is it a full yeah. album? Yeah, so Chad
0: released a single and uh, basically Chad hasn't stopped writing since the band broke up, and uh, he's been writing with various bands, but basically has like kind of a collection of songs he's kind of been holding back and wanted to release and Love Forever was one that he specifically wrote for Tyson
2: Oh yeah I love that Tyson was the right. original singer of Scary Kids Scaring Kids, uh, Tyson Stevens and passed away several years ago and it was devastating for all of us because he was such a, like a monumental presence you know like you know how frontman can be like I'm the frontman like he was he was something else very shy and soft spoken off stage and it made him very endearing and when he passed away that was that was a lot so that's a beautiful song and I love that he wrote that for him Chad's a sensitive guy I love that
0: Tyson was a really reserved kind of private guy, and as as you mentioned, he he passed away uh, a while ago, and kind of tough situation, right? Uh, you, you live with someone that long, you're you're essentially you know their brother, and then and then watching him goes, mm-hmm. it's tough. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so Chad uh, Chad wrote that song for him and decided to release it on his birthday. And we oh. didn't think, or, you know, Chad basically asked permission. He wrote the song. He sang on the song. He was like, hey, do you mind if I just kind of release it under the Scary Kids name? And since it's, you know, kind of dedicated to Tyson. And like
1: a good tribute
2: to Tyson. Like he wants the Scary Kids fans exactly. to hear it. That's for it. Tyson.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: That's yeah. cool. That seems like the right thing to do. Right. You know? And we're
0: like, yeah, absolutely. Go for it. So he did. And then that got some attention. And uh, some folks reached out to Chad and... Kind of were generally curious about basically getting the band together for a tour and the
2: yeah because it's like a taste yeah. like everyone was mm-hmm. like this is beautiful and I love it however where's the rest of it and is this going somewhere I I can't even imagine your guys's fan base is is huge and undying there's something to be said about that era. Mm-hmm. and that style of music that all the fans are diehard fans and they grew up with it and they're still those people where it's like you know they may work a corporate bank job now and wear a suit and have kids and be more settled down but it's something about it where oh, they're they like scream
1: in their car I'm sorry we all still listen yes. to it I clean the house to that shit yeah my kid knows a lot of songs and he's 10 and that's that's weird <laughs> and I don't so, care it's fine it's yeah, an we, era I mean, man we,
0: we were pretty surprised by it because truthfully we're like oh well we we had thought that everyone moved on. Um, So we're like, all right, well, (laughs) listen, that's, we'll do it. Sure. Let's do it. Uh, You know, there, there had to be, you know, kind of the right circumstances set up. Right. So with Tyson's passing Mm -hmm. and making sure that, you know, someone could kind of not only do him justice vocally and musically, but who also had uh, an attachment to the band and kind of knew, you know, knew Tyson personally would obviously be preferable. Mm -hmm. Cove, uh, Reber kind of checked all those boxes. He was a good buddy. He knew Tyson. He was close with Tyson. And he also looked, you know, when we would swap members, so he would come in and ride with us on our bus for a few dates. And, you know, when Tyson... I was actually in Portland. <laughs> Tyson actually <laughs> ran off with some people on work tour one night, and we he missed a few work mm-hmm. tour dates. Uh, it was it was Cove, it was Green and Balmer, it was you know a few other people that kind of filled Tyson's shoes for him and uh, and and you know helped out during those few days until we could track Tyson down and fly him back out to come join us on tour again.
2: Oh my and God, that's, that's the wildness of boy camp is like, yeah. you have some wild cards, mm-hmm. you know they're wild cards because you've recorded together, you've traveled together, you've grown up together, you guys all know each other. So you know there's like a possibility mm-hmm. of the wild card just being like, bye. And you're like, okay, cool. This was, is great. No, but then boy camp so jumps in. Of that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Cove's from Sayosin. Right. Who, come oh. on. I love them so much. It's all great. Right. So good. Oh, but it's so cool that they're so close with you guys that Cove was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll hop in and do a set. Like, I know, I know all your songs. And if I don't, I'm going to make yeah. up some shit or the, I'm going to hold out that microphone and the audience will tell me the words I didn't know. That's because they so all true. know it. They oh all sing. And if you find that one guy in the front that is looking you in the eye, even when you're not looking at him and he's saying all the words and you put that mic in his face because he, he's, you know, your he's your best bet for yeah. Lost Lyrics. Yeah, right? a he's your like, line uh, man. Yeah, that's
0: exactly it. That's the, line. I was going to say, it's like the theater version of calling line out yes. in first grade.
1: I was picturing <laughs> right. it, line, and he's like, yes,
2: I know all I the words. know all the words. <laughs> I love it. There's somebody on line too that does translation videos for their girlfriend and it's like translating hardcore or like oh, screamo i love and the videos. guy just like says it to his girlfriend like this like over the screaming parts yeah and he's like and your heart and my heart become one and this and that and there's like my favorite things to, she's to like, watch huh. she's like now i get it this okay. is a love song
1: wow <laughs> He does what
2: now? Oh, wow. Uh, I love it. So Cove Uh. hopped in to like record the album with you guys, and then it became a tour? Or was he just like, I'm on. Let's bring back Scary So
0: the uh, reunion tour that we did was a City Sleeps in Flames, I think it was a 15-year anniversary tour. So we did the West Coast portion, yeah, and we did the album in full, basically. So there were a lot of songs that we had never performed live ever from the City Sleeps in Flames album. And it was also one of the longest sets I think we'd ever performed coming in at like an hour and a half. Uh, (laughs) It was like really long, but you know, we, we balanced it out. We threw in some intermissions and I mean, we have a lot of ballads on that album too, that really aren't appropriate to play a rock show unless you have something that long. So we were able to make the set really dynamic and and incorporate some kind of intensity and lull and and all that, which was, yeah, yeah, exactly, which was a blast. So we did the West coast tour and now right as we were planning to head out East pandemic hit and, like all the other bands, we basically just kind of hold up in our houses and, and are rescheduling it for a later date now. Yeah. Damn. Well,
2: your lineup right now, it's large enough that they were saying, like, no gatherings, more than 10 people. So you could invite like one person, two people. Two yeah. That's, I
0: show. mean, sold out shows, no problem, right? We got <laughs> oh <God>. this.
2: Yeah. <laughs> two spots, yeah. we're done. <laughs> Biggest yeah. band. <laughs> it's you and Chad and Cove. And then who else is in your lineup? Like, do you have a permanent lineup, or you guys have like a recording lineup that you've been touring with? Is this for good? I need to know, like, where we're. She's beating
1: around the bush. Is this is this
2: permanent? Are these people dedicated to my wellness as a so,
0: so I don't know if you remember Pete Costa, who played drums on The City Sleeps and then After Dark. And he came out with us on tour to support The City Sleeps, maybe, maybe a few months after the release. I can't remember exactly when he quit, but he ultimately left the band just as we were kind of picking up some momentum. But Pete Costa was our first drummer. So he came back out on the reunion tour as well. And then we brought in Don Vetta, who has his own project called Don Vetta. And he is a phenomenal guitarist. And he filled uh, Steve's shoes for the live mm-hmm. tour. And then we had Jordan, who is a phenomenal, phenomenal bassist and musician. He actually left us to go to Tennessee. Um,
1: um, <laughs> oh, so, they all go. Yeah, the,
0: the mass all- Tennessee migration, right? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, I yeah. feel like now we yeah. know where yes. we're going. Are you ready to jump into some random Let's questions and take your brain into places that have been recessed? Let's Here's go. Uh, uh, uh. Do you want to kick it off first? Do you want uh, to go you first? You know what's, what's
0: interesting, Bonnie? I, I just had a thought. Anytime I drink a hot toddy, I'm reminded of you.
2: Really? Yeah. Did I really push you on hot toddies for a while or would, was I just – well, it was winter. It was winter. Like anytime <laughs> we went anywhere, we were like, mm, hot toddies. They felt like classy and cozy and not like – Yeah, drops. We were. Yeah, we were like,
1: "Can we go to Hot Toddy double?" Blast it up, really. Yeah, yep. We like tied one on a lot. Oh yeah, yeah, and then like it was good. Every time I drink a hot toddy, I think of you. I think universally. I think most bands. Let's say I just had a sore
2: throat through most of the 2000s. Okay. And I was like, I need that honey. I need it. I need honey. I like, um, I like that you're sticking to that. I appreciate it. You know, we'd be like a shot of
1: whiskey and then like a hot toddy bag. Right. It's a hot toddy bag. I like that. It's better than a PBR bag. You were keeping it classy in Portland. I appreciate that. I was volume. keeping it
2: more expensive and oh, cozy. And warm. Hot oh. toddies. I miss that. And then I also miss game nights at Russ's yeah. and band guys and board games. They go together. People don't think they do. Are you kidding but... me? Now that
0: I can like I do that. now that I can afford <laughs> rent, right? And I'm not in a band, I have all the board games. I have <laughs> totally leveled up my board
2: game collection. You're, You're so funny. We would go so hard on every game. They were really into puzzles as well. That's and hilarious. I have pictures of all of you boys sitting around table putting a puzzle together. And you like know what's Chad looks really it was a reno a reno puzzle.
1: You're right, because on banned buses, yeah, more often than puzzles. not, there was a fucking puzzle on the table. <laughs> you got
2: nothing but time to kill. People That's think really it's all true. like parties, but like they're just puzzling you guys. Right oh my god they're just completing puzzles every
1: day i'm puzzling <laughs>
2: yeah. russ got one of those big uh the flip
1: paper Oh, cool. he had like the
2: flip paper thing at one point so we were doing that a lot legit. of pictionary and we were like the invited uninvited like we would just show up like it
1: was assumed uh i
2: like where was i fucking working that i could just oh, drop everything I don't, I don't know i probably just quit jobs to like have a long weekend no, i don't yeah i didn't give a
1: shit the mall. i did i did didn't whatever matter.
0: i want
2: but i would just show up with friends and we'd like bring a bottle of liquor we bring some Thai food and like pancake mix play board games or do puzzles way into the night till it got like rambunctious and then we'd turn on friends I think Tim was like obsessed with friends at one point so we were just like playing friends on the tv in the background being friends in real life playing games and then everyone would pass out everywhere and then we'd wake up and make pancakes
1: you know that's not what people picture band parties like right like the general, public but it was home. Finds it way more sexy than it really is. That's I feel that.
2: like Puyon. That's not always what it's like. But as you tour and as you toured for several years, you guys all found your like safe spaces on the road. Yeah, your home, base in you're home away from home. Yeah. Your safe people. This dude's not out to get fame from my band. He's like our brother in New Hampshire. You know, It's like, whatever, this girl isn't trying to bang us all and get pregnant. (laughs) And she has like the world's softest futon. Like you all had your places where you felt comfortable. And my goal in life, I just wanted to have those little home sections. And when we had people move here and put down roots and rent a house and like record music here and do Mm -hmm. the thing, when people came through, it was like, well, this is my home away from home because I hang out here all the time. We're going to party, but then us girls are going to like clean up
0: afterwards in the morning
2: right. you know yeah
1: yeah i think Perfect. it's that yeah. it
0: was that kind of like normalcy that became like more coveted right than than the wild parties it was it was yeah. those like peaceful moments that you really uh never got that you're like oh my god that was crazy
2: yeah i can go in a dark room yeah. i can put in headphones and i could just go to sleep and no one's gonna bother me it's no longer mm-hmm. like crazy party time you don't have to be on the entire time you can go yep. sit on a porch no one's gonna fuck with your shit nobody's gonna bother you yeah yeah you can that's get as so high nice. as you want and just pass out in a hammock. And you're like, I, I'm free to do this and no one's going to leave me behind. Oh, yeah. No one's going to fuck with my shit and mm-hmm. no one's going to steal from me. Yeah. And my laundry is in the dryer. Like, mm-hmm. what a good feeling with downtime. And and that's always what I loved. And it felt more like family. Like, yeah. I got to be like the Portland sister. I'm
0: transported. That was crazy <laughs> Yeah
1: picturing laundry Bon, portland i love laundry bond porch hangs at She's laundry bonds and she gonna make us pancakes in the morning is great so oh, good so what's your question okay sorry now i want this is all so much more exciting <laughs> than our questions but let's let's know. okay let's we haven't serious. even hopped <laughs> in questions it's 40 minutes of like just, just, just memories i just fucking miss you so much that's oh, so good okay. Okay. okay let's time to be business let's do it okay ready okay <laughs> What is the first song you learned how to play on what instrument? Oh, great question.
0: So I don't remember. Uh, I already learned how to play the violin before any instrument. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's kind of like your classic, you know, elementary school. Uh, oh, is you, you know? <laughs> it? You'll write
1: <laughs> it quarter, bro. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. fair. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. If we're going that far back, I do remember it was, it was everyone's first song, Hot Cross Buns.
1: I mean oh, okay. I excelled at hot <laughs> crossbones I'm not gonna
2: lie. Mary had several little lambs. And Twinkle Twinkle <laughs> little fucking star. So violin, when you got oh, into God. music. That's so cool. And you played Yeah, it I hated cool? violin.
0: Uh and and in fact I lost my violin a couple times and and my parents were really mad. I think so, but, you know, subconsciously on purpose, right? Like, I I, I hated it. I couldn't get my fingering right, um, and I was terrible at it. And then when Chad started a band, I would go to his band's shows. Chad started oh. a band with, you know, a whole bunch of other friends that we all been friends since since elementary school. And I would go to these shows, and he would hold them in barns. He actually held one concert called Chad Fest for his 15th or 16th birthday.
2: I yeah, love he was, that. I mean,
0: to set the mood, we were all fans of these punk bands, right? So like Aquabats and Lagwagon and oh, Screeching Weasel heart. and like anything on Fat Records is something that we would just totally eat up, right? So that kind of like community, put on your own shows, book your own tours. So basically any shows that Chad would be putting together, I'd be like, dude, I'm there. What do you need? It helped him build the stage and all that. And then and then, you know, we'd we'd hardcore dance and go all to these like basement shows and all that. So so to kinda bring it back together. When Chad eventually formed another band, he's like dude, like what do you want to play in my new band? We were in high school, I think we were sophomores or juniors and
1: he's just like you're in it you choose your instrument what can you learn to do for this basically
0: (laughs) yeah what can you learn to play in our band and i tried playing guitar but i had the same kind of frustration where i couldn't get the fingering on the guitar right with my left hand it was just super frustrating i never i never kind of sorted it out i never broke through on that piece so we decided we're like listening to reggie in the full effect at that time and we were listening to open hand and Ugh. do you remember like Open Hand had that like lightning intro or that rain intro on one of the songs? I thought it yes. was one of the coolest things in the world. Obviously like the other stuff, the other instruments were cool too, but there was something about like the effects and the, also the fact that, that you could kind of produce whatever you wanted live. Like You could turn it into a production, right? With a keyboard. It could be brass. It could be strings. It could be obviously piano. It could be like a vintage key. like It could, it could be a thunderstorm like Open Hand, yeah.
2: You're like I still
1: play violin. Exactly. I play bass. listen. Right. <laughs>
0: so I thought that was super cool because of our influences at the time. We're like, dude, let's have a keyboardist in the band, and, and let's have me be that. And he's like, great. So I took lessons from our drummer's instructor at the time. The first thing I learned with that instructor was Tchaikovsky's Concerto Number no. One, and I sure. never learned how to read the music because he always made me feel feel the music and you know get the fingering oh. right. And that dude was, uh, that dude was a character. He, uh, yeah, he's, he was, he was great. He, he was, so he was also Peter's instructor and we would have like weekly lessons. And sometimes we wouldn't even have lessons. First of all, he was a very serious teacher. He was, you know, he was a, he was a pilot in World War II. He was, yeah, in Russia. And then he was kind of a a notorious like ladies man out there and he fooled around with uh, one of the KGBs daughters
1: right not even the wife just went straight to daughter (laughs) (laughs) and you know he uh,
0: supposedly you know just it it didn't turn out well so that is you know rumored to why he came out to the states and he was a a really intense intense man he would take baths, uh you know with his little dogs and he would yell at me from his upstairs bathtub if he heard me slip a note or not hit it hard enough or be
2: what What? so he would take a fucking bath while you're playing yeah
0: yeah yeah oh he would yeah so he would
2: Play me and my dog's music. Play me a song, you stupid. Why are you giving me a Russian accent? I don't know. (laughs) So he would yell from the bath. Yes,
0: he would yell from the bath. That's right. And so he'd be washing his dogs in the bath. And I don't remember what they were called, but they're like these little dogs with little fluffy ears, you know, about the size of my forearm.
1: A A miniature
0: pincher Manchester terrier, but I don't know. Maybe I guess I could...
2: I don't know, but exactly the dog. I I have that
0: uh, name. (laughs) In my head, for some reason, nope, that's definitely not that. Uh, <laughs> you just Google it, yeah. and you're like,
2: nah.
0: Yeah, it's not that dog. They were fluffier and, and sweeter looking. That that kind of looks like an aggressive dog, even though it's small. But so you yeah, know, they would like have bows in their hair and be super sweet, and he would yell from the bathtub, and he would hear if I was slightly off the beat or watching. What was that really great drumming movie that came out a couple years ago? But watching that move, Drumlin. <laughs> not the one where they like danced and they were on a football field.
1: Oh, darn. the one where
0: he okay. was a, a really intense instructor and like he was basically like black swan wrestler esque, right? Like perfection comes at a cost and kill yourself yeah. to bring other people, you know, an evening of joy at, at your event was the logic.
1: <laughs> I don't recall that flick.
2: <laughs> and all that, all the while you're not reading music. So he's in the bathroom right. and you're feeling it and he's yelling at your feelings you didn't feel it yeah, right yeah. but also you don't have the music you're just like playing along with something you're like, playing your or would, yeah playing by
0: memory he would teach me he would teach yeah. me the notes right and he would say all right this is c major c minor this is the c scale you know and then we do that with all the notes and then he would say all right now tchaikovsky is this this and this and then it's this this and this and i'd be like oh okay cool tchaikovsky is an interesting one because you just go down the scale holding the chords we yeah. played it two part as well right before boring details. Basically, it's uh, it's a great introductory piece or was for me. And also it gives you a lot of confidence because it's somewhat complex without being too complex, right? So it sounds cool saying that was your first number. But I mean, I think maybe anyone that piano if they know that uh you played as a duet maybe it's not as as complex as it sounds
1: (laughs) i have a friend Uh, that learned piano when we were kids and i so i used to just sit and watch her play and she could read music she played that a lot and Phantom of the opera and canon and d Mm
0: -hmm. and the only
1: one i learned was a tiny portion of canon and d and i felt like i was a masterful piano player at that point
0: (laughs) it's so pretty another great thing about piano is that you can have the entire song. I mean, similar to guitar, but like with a piano specifically, like the whole song, the bass notes, mm-hmm. the high notes, they all exist in yeah. front of you. You own it, right? Yep. Um,
1: I'm looking at a piano I don't know how to play for the record. Puyan, if you like heard that song in an elevator,
0: oh, yeah,
2: would it take you back to this man <laughs> in your memory? Yeah, watching Yorkies upstairs. Yeah, absolutely.
0: You? He, he was great. There were days that we would just go to a car dealership. He'd be like, today we're not playing, today we're going out to have fun. And he would get like the nicest car from a, a Mercedes dealership and he would drive it like over a hundred miles an hour with the salesman just in the passenger seat.
2: Would you be yeah, in the yeah, car with Yeah, just in the
0: back seat. Like, I mean, this is my Saturday oh my and I'm 16 or 17 years old. And all I want to do is, you know, go to the movies or, you know, drink behind a dumpster. And I'm hanging in the back seat of this dude's car and I'm like, man, this is silly.
2: What a weird day. But this is training you for something. I feel like this needs to be a film. Yeah. Like just this memory of like this character of a man with like two teenage boys hanging on his every word. Like he's a master. He's going to train us. He's like, no, today we're driving fast in a car. Today we drive.
0: He also taught me accordion because he thought it was. I'm like, man, I do not want to play accordion. (laughs) But it was great. It was great.
1: I have so many questions. Okay. First, number one. Who would play him in a movie? I need to know. Are we talking like like uh, Stanley Tucci? <laughs> like who? Who am I picturing? Who is this guy? Who does he look like? Great are you
0: googling question. right now? I am. Can I you hear me? Yes, right. I yes, I heard. I heard the sound of a Google happening. Great. Yeah. Yes.
1: Are you also looking at the dog? Because that's important. Now, I'm I'm picturing it as a Yorkshire Terrier with a bow. It would be
0: Yorkshire Terrier. That's probably it
1: you said bow and hair no
0: it's not that dog it's mm-hmm. much smaller than that oh no that's that's it yeah that's exactly it yeah was just it was just a, was just a <laughs> tall picture he would be played by ron pearlman
1: oh yes thank yeah. you i really needed that for the visual however ron okay. Perlman,
0: so his eyebrows were <laughs> the size of my thumb right and white and bushy and like angled up so they would like they would come out the side and like they would angle up which is really great
1: i love everything about his character please this does need to be a show oh my goodness yes was his head that large ron perlman's got yeah i I mean
0: he he, he didn't have the same like size of that jaw right ron perlman's you know break breaks with his job he's he had a smaller job but he had maybe even even more of an intensity than Ron Perlman in like his eyes oh my goodness
2: and he's he was a wild card I love that for your childhood me too I really feel like it shaped you as a human and I was unaware how many instruments just the
0: piano and the accordion
2: how many instruments can you play or have you Uh I'm not saying wow, well.
1: yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. How many could you passably tell someone that you know how to play? Oh, Maybe to be
0: honest, play. I wouldn't even claim that I play the piano uh, anymore. That's,
1: shut up, you play in a band. Yeah, but it's, it,
0: you know, yes, I play a set number of songs. <laughs> like, I can play an hour and a half of music currently. And I would I would have to put some, put some time in again before the next door before I could do that again. So...
1: Oh, my face hurts. This is the best question I've ever asked because it gave the best story. Oh, this is so funny. I'm, I'm really Let me put an end to that story.
0: So uh, <laughs> okay. a few yes. years back, uh, his his <laughs> wife and, and my mom are really good friends. And his wife is one of the sweetest women you'll, you'll ever meet. She uh, let us all know. Actually, I think it was Peter that called me. And he said, listen, like Garamond passed away. And he was 80 oh, plus wow. years old. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I'm really sorry to hear that. What happened? And he's like, well, he was in an ATV accident.
2: Oh my God! <laughs> what the?
0: Fuck? And he was—he <laughs> was just driving a bit too fast, and kind of wrecked an ATV. I was like, of course he was. Like, like of
2: shit. course he was. It—you it, wouldn't have been surprised if somebody said, like, well, he wanted to be shot out of <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> salmon uh, cannon
1: into he, the sun. He—he he really, uh, oh God. he really—that was
2: one of his last wishes. Is that he? I have to be shot out of cannon, and you would have been like, I'm not yeah. surprised. Wow, that's Man, crazy. What a cool mentor. Yeah, he, no I, I think we actually
0: played him some scary kid songs and he was not impressed. He's like,
1: <laughs> oh my God.
0: He's like, what? It needs more accordion. Yeah. Yeah. Know. It needs more accordion. This is not polka. He was a big fan of polka. Uh, um,
2: oh, he's like, this is what you did with the finger skills I gave yeah, you. He's like, and you're Are you like kidding you should see me flip my hair while I'm rocking out yeah. on this keyboard yeah. right here. So the here. reason
0: he's such a great instructor is he taught at the Russian conservatory. And then because of the stories he told and because of whatever happened in Russia, he came to America. And now he's teaching all these kids in this small town uh, in Arizona called Gilbert, who are like punks who'd rather go fucking have their first experiences with alcohol than sit there and learn from this like total master. And it's, <laughs> it was probably...
1: They didn't appreciate the talent. They wanted to skate in an empty yeah. pool. Yeah. That's really what you wanted <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly
0: do. right. Yeah, you had, you had like an Olympic-sized training pool, and we just wanted to drain it and fucking skate and drink in it, basically.
2: And you're like, hey, guys, you keep drinking. I got to go because I have to have a man yell at me while he yeah. washes
1: his dogs. <laughs> yeah. I may or may not be test driving yeah. a car.
2: Your All turn, right, period. <laughs> You've always got a sneaky sparkle in those eyes. What is the sneakiest thing that you ever did as a oh, young youngster? Question.
0: I don't know. I mean, I thought you prepped these questions. I have no idea. Childhood. I also have I also have a terrible memory. Uh Oh, you yeah, do it you right, don't. Right.
2: I'm like, give me enough information that I can, like, smell the room I was in. And
1: right. then I'm like, oh, shit, I can't remember the color Settle you down, youngins. Gather around <laughs> for story. Time with funny. We, yeah, that's yeah. it. When
0: we talked about Lake Oswego, all of a sudden, like, all these pictures came back of the bar that we drank in of, you know, mm-hmm. the exact room that we were in, like, the way that the swings felt when we were all that. The yeah. liquor store where I bought Mad Dog 2020 is my gift. Uh, it was you know, a terrible gift, by the way. Um, no one really understood the joke. <laughs> yeah. Mini spatula. mini
1: spatula yeah. mini spatula mini spatula
2: mini spatula, a teeny tiny little green topped spatula that was probably like three i would inches have enjoyed that all the mini spatula yeah. mm. it was um, so okay cute. mischievous
0: smile what was the most mischievous thing that i did as a kid one thing that I was—I I always felt really guilty. about, I guess it's not really sneaky or fun or clever, but one thing that I, I feel a lot of guilt about is—you know how Coca-Cola used to have all those competitions where, like, you take the cap off and you look at it and you see if you won. They probably still do these things, right?
1: Yeah, I went yeah. into a
0: gas station and I didn't really understand the concept of like, uh, like, if it's unsealed, it's like a bad thing. And I kind of cracked a couple to see if I won, and then I just put them back. <laughs> And she's like, what the f- <laughs> like, like "You have to buy those." And I was like, "Oh, what? What do you mean?" I was just looking under them, like I just didn't get it. But I, f- I still feel guilty about that to this day. I was like, "Shit, I didn't know." She was so upset.
2: Oh my gosh! And now probably like when you buy a beverage and you go to uncrack yeah. it, you're like, "Oh, it's sealed." That memory goes through your head. You're like, "What if it was unsealed?" You're like
1: acutely aware of the seal on all beverages <laughs> so- now.
0: No, I'm, I'm, oh I'm actually totally the the jerk that's eating his potato chips in line. <laughs> like before buying it and like
2: you know you haven't paid for that yet you're like i'm good for it fool there's yeah, a long line I i'm hungry. got
0: you i'm starving yeah <laughs> i got you, I got you.
2: <laughs> promise yeah that's pretty funny
0: though i'll get you that's, back. A sneaky,
2: thing. That, that's sneaky but like oh. a good sneaky
1: unaware
2: i could picture kind of us having done that
1: as kids but probably aware we still would have done it yeah because we were dicks
2: i feel like my sneakiest thing that i didn't realize like if we're talking sneaky things we didn't no, was like, oh, I didn't really. That was bad. Um, well, I stole mail on my way home from school oh, and hid it in the bushes when I was in second grade. And my mom found all this mail of all of our neighbors, wow. and I just was like, I just was being like the anti-mailman. Like yeah. I was like, oh, it's in here, poop, poop, and I like stole
1: mail and that that's awful i forgot that you did that yeah what a dick i there's like bills that said like urgent and I'm but like, didn't we like take mail from some people's mailboxes and then put it in other people's mailbox like we're kind of fucked with people's mail on the did way home did you do it too because we i did it like
2: i was the only person that no, got in trouble we did for, it.
1: for it that's actually that's like story of our lives for but a long
2: time until like my yeah. mom had to sit me down and be like that's a federal offense, and since you are oh a child, no. mommy would go to jail.
1: Oh God! Because it's
2: in mommy's bushes, and I was like, "Oh, well, I don't want my mommy to go to jail." So,
1: I'm second sorry. grade bond was
2: like, "I am going to stop," and Shannon was like, "I am going to double down."
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. What probably happened is we probably thought it was funny together, and then I moved on to other weird crimes, forgot all about it, and you were like, "This is still fun," and you just kept doing it. Yeah, that's probably what happened. And then you got busted because, like, you are not walking me to school. Right, I You're just letting remember. a second grader just walk to school of in course. California, and yeah. she's
2: just going to do whatever she wants, I guess.
1: I was picking people's flowers like nobody's business when I was little, but that was like second grade. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Second oh. grade's a good time to not know what you're doing. How old were you when you were popping I tops? I was like seven or eight. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's second grade. That's around that age, is yeah. it? Third grade. Yeah,
1: That's yeah, the second or third
2: grade. That's the age apparently huh. where you you learn things You're blissfully you level up unaware I that you are just yeah.
1: a bad kid i want to go back to those times where uh, i could just float through the universe you and be like, like
0: a like the age of accountability
1: was there a city you have wanted to visit
0: but you yeah haven't yet? uh bangkok i've always oh. wanted to visit thailand and uh and i've never been
2: hmm. i've never been to thailand either Neither have i've either. never been to asia period. been to Asia. It was
1: pretty great. Yeah. But I've never been to, Th- I wanted to go to Thailand.
2: What's the passion there? Like what draws you in? Is there a specific yeah. like thing of city life? Is there a Everything. food that you're obsessed with? Is there like a paradise type of sightseeing thing that you're like, I have to go to this shrine or forest or place? Or yeah. I think
0: it's a lot of things, you know? Um, I've always wanted to see the spice trade. On the on like the rivers and lakes or whatever on the on those bodies of water where they're kind of you know riding these colorful spices. I want it's also fascinating to me. It's a fascinating culture because you have you know the, the most hyper masculine athletic sport Muay Thai out there, uh, and then you also have this lady boy culture that exists simultaneously. So you know I'm I'm curious like how masculinity represents itself in a culture like that because you know Americans were all super hyper masculine uh, and you know in in the in the rock world or whatever especially you know the kind of music that we played uh we try to break those norms a little bit and we're not as interested in those in those kind of like traditional models but i always i'm always curious about how how other countries kind of express identity
2: mm-hmm. that's a really good point like how they can bend gender roles there's fluidity like, over there big time. it is but yet hyper traditional in a lot like their of Buddha places
0: is so cool right like <laughs> Their Buddha is the best, the best of all Buddhas, like the coolest looking Buddha. There's another reason.
1: The most fancy and the most showy. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I like it. No, I'm I'm picturing it in my mind's eye. (laughs) Thailand feels like nature and a party and a spiritual awakening and a cultural experience and accepting and forbidden all at the same time. It's like the craziest draw. I don't know if I want to ever be on like a bike car though. That's the only thing that I've heard is fairly terrifying. They go like 90 miles an hour and it's a bike and a car at the same time. And you could die. I went I mean, on one of those ugh.
2: in the Caribbean <laughs> oh, God. and I was like hanging off a cliff. And then we went on like a, a <laughs> crazy bus where they drove so fast. And like all of us like white as fuck tourists were just like, whoa, like Jostled oh, yeah. and scared. Yeah, but and every there was, country like, drives monkeys, like hours. But, so, ours. And, but it, yeah. it was like the man looked in his rearview mirror and was gay gaining joy and power, gaining power from the fear that was like bopping out of us every time we like slammed back down on the seat and when we got to where we were going we were like way more grateful for the site we were like oh it's so beautiful here but i think it was like oh ground
1: and he leveled up so he's like boss level size yeah. now because you gave him all your fear
2: power yes that's fucking hilarious <laughs> i like that i just i want to be scared enough to really
1: enjoy where i've gotten to holy shit
0: and that's a great yeah, way to get there good hiking trails for that for sure
1: i just want a rope bridge and a possible nightmare adventure that's all i really want
2: i want the fog to clear (laughs) and for the bridge to keep going above the crevasse
1: i like that thailand's on all of our bucket lists and we've never been there
2: i just i want to go everywhere in asia because i think the culture is so beautiful i just want to go anywhere in asia respectfully know what i'm not supposed to do and then enjoy the culture with just like the most open heart i think i I think it would be really fun
1: i will say that Having gone to Tokyo at a time where there was no social media as it is now. Yeah. I'm extremely grateful that I went when I did because I was a bumbling, dumbass American and I embarrassed myself on so many fucking levels. I embarrassed myself, my country, my culture. <laughs> what I don't think we're very cultured by comparison, to be honest, but oh my God. Well, yeah. Oh. Okay. For our listeners, oh we have God. listeners
2: in like tons of different countries. Oh, yes. It's very exciting. I would love it if you guys like hit us up on Instagram instagram and just wrote us a personal message that's like hey you've mentioned this before like <laughs> this is something that you've done or americans in general
1: america here's what you did americans just to, to, to like embarrass yourself in our country yeah i'm here for that yes. right, question
0: for you guys what is the first oh. thing you're gonna do when the world opens up oh jesus what Christ. does your saturday look like
1: oh <laughs> shit um, damn, you couldn't have a school day? Because
2: I was going to throw <laughs> the kid back at school. <laughs> She's like, he's going to go to school.
0: You I'm have a babysitter. A what do you do?
2: I would like to get my five best girlfriends mm-hmm. and go get pedicures and manicures. Have someone yeah. just scrub off the dryness, the which layer is of my pandemic. soul. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then feeling fresh, I want to take said girls to go to like an open air patio bar bistro breakfast whatever place and just get some like good brunch get some drinks maybe drink bloody mary and then for some reason my brain keeps going back to like i want to go roller skating yes but that would ruin my pedicure but like also i don't (laughs) care i want to go to things where multiple people can be in the same room again, yeah. but I also want to touch things. So, my brain the other day was like, you know, what sounds really fun is going to like Powell's books or oh. going to an old record shop and just leafing through records. Like, I haven't touched anything in so long. Yeah. And I'm so fearful. And we've been so highly Crazy sequestered.
1: Quarantined. Yeah. We've
2: been very careful that we don't do anything. And at this point, we I'm like, I want to like creep through things.
1: Yeah. But it's, I want I, to smell old books. I miss. Palm Springs. Oh, yeah. I want to go to Palm Springs. (laughs) I I want to go on a plane and not freak out. Mm -hmm. I want to go on a plane. She doesn't like to fly at all. That was the thing I chose. That's how... (laughs) fucking bad this pandemic is (laughs) i it's her biggest fear and she's like let me i'm like please god put me on a fucking bird in the sky (laughs) i hate everything about this but i love your question but i want to go to palm springs oh yeah i want to want to be smaller so a bathing suit looks dope on me and sit this ass in a pool that's what i want to do a pool of people which feels like people soup right now, and I'm not into it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, put me on a plane, hated it. Put me in a pool, the ton of people, hated it. But I want to do it now. Yeah, like, it's kind of changed me. Oh apparently. my god, what's on your list from oh, oh, you yeah. gonna Oh yeah, um,
0: I would start with a boxing class, right? One of those oh, cool. super basic like hit classes that don't teach you any boxing, but like you feel just drained at the end of it.
2: Because you're like, I haven't used these muscles in how uh, long. Right? I just
0: want be, to beat my body up and feel exhausted, right? Like,
2: <laughs> oh, good. Like you, like you had a spent yeah. day. Like it wasn't just hours of like things to fill. Yes. You were like, oh, I'm this just day's been fluffy. just. It went by so fast, and I'm sleeping good tonight.
1: That's the last thing I did before the world locked down is I was taking kickboxing and boxing classes with a mm-hmm. friend thanks to Groupon. Yes. We couldn't finish our package because of the fucking lockdown.
0: Ooh. How weird is that? So you're going to
1: go boxing. Yeah. Boxing, and then
0: brunch, what? massage, yes. boozy oh, lunch, me. have too many drinks, go to a movie marathon until it's like dusk, and then go home and just feel like you had a full day and crash. I miss movie theaters so bad.
2: I want to go to a live show.
0: Yes,
2: yeah. I want to. I want to scream, oh, sing God. words. God, can you even imagine shows after this? Ooh. Especially like hardcore shows. <laughs> I don't miss people sweating on
1: me, but I don't no, miss it. But it there
2: was like a certain factor, yeah. in the two thousands, in being in the audience of a hardcore show. You'd get some elbows. You get elbowed in the face all the time. You'd get. Mm-hmm. We would pack ourselves in, but then you would get like. Smashed. roundhouse kicked by someone it yeah. was like the decorum was very rough yeah. and i feel like how polite our show is gonna feel like people are gonna want to get out their rage but they're also gonna be like i'm you know watch out i'm behind you yeah.
1: <laughs> i'm gonna windmill over here are you cool with it can you stay six I'm, feet yeah i'm gonna
2: windmill six feet behind you
1: and uh i'm not gonna oh. i'm not gonna
2: hurt you like everyone's gonna be just so excited to get out so i weird. would
0: actually not mind waiting in a line
2: Mm-hmm. and like overhearing
0: mm-hmm. people's conversations
2: uh, are you just daydreaming are you like trap trapped are you working from home like what does yeah, your daily daydreaming, life
0: dreaming trap trapped and working from home all three <laughs> all three are appropriate <laughs> you,
1: slack, so you just like yeah mm, you yeah. work in a techie position where people can slack you at any point oh
0: right yeah no yeah, i think that 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 is like kind of the challenge right like um, for people that are super workaholics, um, for people that are, you know, really, you know, just
2: driven by a quota, uh, just go for it. Right. <laughs> really
0: on it. Yeah, yeah. Forget about quotas or just like, you know, self obsessed with, with whatever they go after. You know, so like in LA, we gain that extra two hours of commute. Right. But working remotely, <laughs> that kind of turned into like four extra hours of work. <laughs> right. No. Cause you don't, you don't really get weekends anymore you just uh you're just in it but the cool thing is you know on, on the flip side I, I say that but simultaneously like i love what i'm doing so uh i work at a company called Sansar and we're basically a social platform that's accessible in virtual reality and Yes. everything else so it's, it's it's virtual reality and it's like a multi-world virtual space but it's also on you know desktop pc and like your mobile phone and uh you know web and you know whatever computer you're using you can access it i what? am working in music so that's what's exciting about it for me Ooh. specifically so we
2: it's tying it all back totally. in it's like coming around full circle yes around. that's the cool reason that. i'm
0: really excited to kind of shift over here is that Like you, me, all three of us, and say like, you know, 50 of our friends plus could all go into virtual reality, communicate through voice chat in our headsets. And again, we could also do this on desktop PC or whatever platform, but virtual reality to me is the most exciting. And then we could watch a live concert performing on stage while we're all in the same venue. So we are able to kind of bring this in the most, I guess, the closest thing to reality that exists while in quarantine.
2: Yeah. What a weird and perfect thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, after the band I went to film school and I was really excited in that stuff and then you know it kind of transitioned into virtual reality and kind of immersive technologies. So, it's kind of a perfect fit for me, but the exciting thing is it's like I I I was a I'm a believer and the ability to kind of like elevate these experiences beyond just like uh, you know a quarantine thing. I think yeah. there's a, there's an interest like you know for example for for people that might have you know either social anxiety or certain disabilities that keep them in home.
2: Oh, that's smart. I wasn't even thinking about yeah. like, the people that were shut ins before this.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, I was thinking about distance. Well,
0: really. the great thing there's 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 so much to kind of unpack here and to be honest I really haven't unraveled it all. I'm just kind of excited about it and I'm running speed, yeah, <laughs> toward it. So for people who wouldn't usually go out, and then also like, you know, the three of us were in a different city right now we could all put on a headset and like socially interact, but at an event, right? So there's a company in London right now called the Tobacco Docks that we have built one-to-one. So the the company's name is LWE and they have this venue called the Tobacco Docks where they'll hold a whole bunch of different experiences and events in. So what they're doing is they're bringing all of these DJs and performers into their event for these ongoing concerts. And it's their digital offering that comes in simultaneously with their real life offerings. So you would go into the virtual venue and you could join from anywhere around the world and you could, you know, when the world opens up, still go to their real life venue, right? So it's like for people globally that like, for example, Bonnie, if we had met at a show, you know, in Portland, right? Mm -hmm. Or if we met at a show in Florida, right? That both of us were just kind of visiting, but we had like such great memories there and we're like, holy shit, remember, you know, whatever these memories are, like they're kind of reflecting on. Yeah. We've like created this venue where it, is replicated to the light post where if we entered it <sighs> oh. we're walking around we're looking at our hands and we're meeting in that venue again no matter if we have like the kind of financial restrictions to actually meet there again or whatever is holding us back from actually traveling their time money whatever it is like we can be there again in person talking to each other communicating in real life and seeing each other and like watching each other's body movements and talking naturally and then also see a show there
2: this is crazy
0: yeah i i'm in love with it this is some
1: inception shit yeah it feels it
2: feels so futuristic imagine young puyon learning to play piano (laughs) and just wanting to be a little punk and then picture what you're doing now versus that timeline like if you went back in time and was like hey kid you like this show at this venue come put on these virtual reality goggles i got you like everything will be the same and you can have all your friends here that weren't able to make it to the show. I feel like young poo would be like, what are you on? Like what? So what? You're bringing <laughs> on <laughs> mushrooms on a swing ride. Right yeah. <laughs> are you daydreaming about the future? is nuts. But this is so cool. The so possibilities crazy. for this seem so endless mm-hmm. that I just think it's, It's so cool to hear about all this where, yes, I've been feeling trapped and I've been feeling crazy and it would be really cool to be able to do this and it's being developed. But also like this, this is just the future. You're just like a future man right now.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think I would, uh, you know, I, I don't think I know what the hell I was talking about if I told my 12 year old self this, but that's actually like something I think about a lot. Like, would, you know, would my 12 year old self be proud of me? And, and at this point, it's like my 12 year old self wouldn't even know what the fuck I was talking about.
1: You'd be blown away, dude. <laughs> Super proud. i think yeah. like, oh my God. That's so cool. I'm just picturing all the things I would redo. And like go hang out with people and like go to old bar venues in Tokyo. And well, like, so hang many out. venues have like shut down exactly too. what I was
2: picturing. So it would be yeah. really cool if there was like old venues you could visit Ugh. that didn't exist anymore, but they were like your favorite. Space I just went those- through like a Rolodex yeah.
1: of pictures of venues that no longer exist in my brain, or even like oh. montage, like oh. going to montage and eating mac and cheese. I just want that life back. Yeah, you
0: know, there, there are so many spaces like that. Think of like CBGB oh coming back God. to life, right? Like think of like, there's so many, there's so many venues that we, you know, that we kind of grew up with. I remember the first venue that we played in Arizona, you know, the, the Nile Theater that was like where I actually saw the Aquabats for the first oh, time, right? I love that. Where it was like in Arizona, if we got to play the Nile Theater, that's when our kind of local band status uh you know that—that's all we really wanted. But if I saw the Nile Theater in this world, and it's like there—there's so many spaces like that that we can recreate that people are, are kind of transported back to that moment.
2: That's really, know, that's cool. really cool. That's insane. It feels limitless as far as like even timelines i like, agree back back yeah. in time
1: be like that's what i'm picturing i've
2: never been to woodstock but all these people have memories of woodstock and they oh. rebuilt woodstock and as somebody who wasn't even
1: born like i could go to woodstock like that would i just be crazy. feel like i'd never come back to reality if i got to go to something <laughs> like that i'd just be like bye i live in reality Boomstock right now, now. <laughs> just, don't touch my flower crown i fucking live here now <laughs> Goodbye.
2: All of our relationships just go down the toilet, except for the people that want to join us. Woodstock,
1: y'all. She gone, gone forever. Goodbye.
2: In just like a few sentences, uh, can you describe middle school? On
0: <laughs> Yes. Uh, so I would always put a shoe in the movie theater door, back door, so my friends could sneak in.
2: You sneak. Oh. I knew you were sneaking.
0: We had a pride card, which was our school's way of trying to like, see how many things you did wrong. Oh. And I treated it like a bingo card oh. where I could try to get as many as possible. Oh, shut up.
2: I knew And you thought Coke
1: Ops were your
0: worst you're offense. like i
2: can't think i can't think of being sneaky you're like oh wait my whole childhood i had a dance card yeah. a bingo card oh, for badness. instance what sort of things were on this
0: oh i uh, you know forgot your homework assignment oh okay was late to class i would literally wait outside and it was just it was it was my frustration that I thought this was so stupid because if you got like a collection of them and it's like well what if I was getting donuts right (laughs) oh but then but then also I was I was kind of organized right like I uh I got a petition signed in in seventh grade so that we could get chili dogs because I loved Sonic the Hedgehog And I said, well, you know, we have hot dogs. Why don't you guys just get chili, make them a chili dogs. That'd be great. Uh, and they said, listen, if you can get, you know, whatever the number was amount of students to sign this petition for chili, we'll give you chili <laughs> dogs." So I got everyone to sign it. And, you know, I had one chili dog and then I just didn't care. <laughs> like I was over it.
2: It wasn't even about you having it, it was about you the just accomplishment. like, How dare how dare you not put it as an option? I'm going to create a problem to solve right now. It had a lot
0: to do with the chili, I think. You know, the quality of the footlong Sonic chili dog that I was familiar with just really wasn't in the junior high
1: Wheelhouse, you were trying to elevate yeah, exactly. the menu, and it just didn't work out.
0: <laughs> that's right. Listen, I'm not, you know, I'm not the chef there, I'm not making the menu. All I can do is make suggestions, and, and if they the fucked it up, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. And if, that. if they screw it, not on me. I
2: was describing you to Shannon, and I was like, oh, so good. Yes, he's a musician, however, Puyon has always been he's like one step ahead, he's got like that sneaky look in his eye. He's the one across the room that if something is happening and you have no idea what's even happening, you can look across the room at him and he'll make eye contact with you where he's like, Oh, I get it. I know. and That's all that has to be done. I was like, he's just—he's that guy. And I feel like him as a child was probably too smart for his oh, own good. Yeah. I could see that. Probably bored in school and the system just fucking with it. I'm not going to try hard in class because it's really easy. I'm just going to knock it out and whatever.
1: And I don't care.
0: Those were very complimentary comments. So thank you very much. I wouldn't, uh, you know, I, I would never call myself too smart, but I would say that maybe the, uh, the kind of educational environment I grew up in in Arizona also uh, possibly isn't the best right most um, challenging
1: for a smart kid, anybody. <laughs>
0: yeah. or or too challenging for anyone that is you know interested in digging a little bit deeper <laughs> you know
1: shannon's very
2: curious about oh yeah your sibling yes my because last question she's an
1: older sister oh, yeah. yes so i hear you have an older sister And I am the eldest child and the oldest sister. And I feel like sometimes big sisters don't always come off very polished and awesome when it comes to stories. (laughs) We're not actual monsters all the time, I don't think. So is there anything about your older sister that you admired as a kid? Oh my
0: God, everything. I love my older sister. She's like the best.
1: Aw, that's so sweet.
0: I mean, not not saying, you know, that we got along as children. We had this rule in the house where if- you threw something at the other sibling that sibling got to keep it
1: i like that rule god i would have had so much shit taken away from me (laughs) yeah
0: so as the younger sibling because i got away with so much shit and she didn't i would convince her to throw everything at me it came to a point where they had to give her everything back because she didn't have a pair of shoes (laughs) (laughs) because every like other half of the shoe is taken away from her.
1: Oh my God. You'd piss her off to the point that she just checked what was nearby. Yeah. Yeah.
0: She's actually where I learned a lot of my manipulation uh, tactics. And also learned how to like suppress any anger in any situation. Like, stay she taught cool me a lot mom. growing up. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and also learn how to like kind of poke and prod with her. I mean, you know, your siblings teach you so much.
1: Yeah, I think you you learn a lot of social dynamics from being a sibling. I think it's important. Yeah. Not always the best tactics. I am not giving us any medals or anything, but like, I think you <laughs> learned a lot about how to deal with people in society.
2: Yeah, I think so too. But it also depends because uh-huh. I. Growing up, when you start to get in relationships with significant others, and you've had a sibling, there's times where I'm dating a boy. I maybe date him for like two weeks, and I don't find that I'm intimidating. I feel like I'm very friendly and open. But then we start like, yeah, you know, you want to play video games with me? I'm like, sure. And then the first time, I just lop him on the side, like. Just the arm comes out and I'm like, hey, and he looks at me like, who the fuck are you? And I'm like, I'm a sister. (laughs) Like, are you kidding me? Right now we're playing video games and now I'm a sibling again. Like I'm not even interested in you for dating because now I want to beat you in this game and my hand is going to wildly punch your arm and I'm sorry in advance, I'm not in control of it. This is the sister hand coming out and it's going to smack you. It's very fucked up. Mm-hmm. only children don't I feel like don't have that no. reaction of I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hit you or throw something at you or steal something from you that you really love as an
1: older sister of many children I learned how to eat what I loved first on my plate <laughs> <laughs> because those little motherfuckers <laughs> steal my food hoard and binge what Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed, I still do that at home.
0: (laughs) Such a fan of that. So in Persian culture, you know, I'm half Iranian. Persian culture is like kind of a a large part of my upbringing. We have this thing called tato where you always offer what you have. It's like the concept of like, oh, I would give you the shirt off my back. In Persian culture, the idea is you should give a stranger a shirt off your back if if they needed it more than you, right? So the only exception is the burnt rice at the bottom of the pot that is called tadik. The crispy rice. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, always anyone at the table if if anyone has Tadik on their plate, you snipe it when the other person's looking away and the game is to distract that person. At least it was in my household and that's how I was raised. Obviously I didn't grow up in Iran, so I don't know if that's the case, but that is definitely how my dad <laughs> kind of passed along traditions to me. So
1: um ours I like was turkey skin. We have we sniped the crispy skin from the Thanksgiving turkey And I don't
2: cake. I don't like poultry skin. So right. maybe I
1: just was slow to snipe and I never developed I, a taste for well, it. Well no I'm a fucking Pig and I sniped so much of it that maybe there just wasn't any present for you because dad and I were the worst about just devouring as much as possible. You get what you can grab. That crispy rice is no joke, man. Oh my God, it's so good. And you good. steal it from
2: other people. That sounds really fun.
1: I'm into that.
2: That's really cute. I'll give you everything, but I'm going to steal... Yeah. The crunchy rice.
0: Yeah, you gotta be playful. To answer the question, I think yeah, I think I, I admire my sister in a million ways. Uh that I probably couldn't couldn't begin to elaborate here. i obviously like we just like every sibling gotten so many fights when we were younger, but she's always been the responsible one. She's got three kids who are really great kids. She's uh you know, she's put together, buttoned up, locked in. She's a real bar set to kind of uh to kind of raise to. So
1: oh. She's the polished stone. I was going to say, she's just like Absolutely. polished maturity that she's just kind of got it handled.
0: Yeah, she has been the sibling in the family that has allowed me my freedom.
1: Oh, mm. that's really sweet.
2: That was a nice way of putting that. Like she did all the things your parents expected of her. So then you could kind of be a little more <laughs> off the cuff traditionally.
0: <laughs> that's that's totally right. That's exactly right. They're like, listen, we did it right this time. <laughs> Everything else, that's just extra.
2: Yeah, oh. She's our first yeah. pancake, but she turned out yeah. perfect. So you can go waffle it. Yeah,
0: exactly. Want to go? So, so that's the one they take the Instagram picture of. But you know, they'll still eat me. <laughs> yeah
2: you're like a good human it's not like she's so good you're not a like failure you're not a failure you're still like above the majority of the human race just as far as like <laughs> the way you carry yourself the way you treat people
0: well you should meet my sister she's great she wins
1: that's
2: so <laughs> <She's>, cute <laughs> she wins she wins at so she's just like a, a golden child i love that and you yep. love her and respect her
0: yeah, yeah.
2: What's that like? That's so no, beautiful. I'm just kidding. I'm no, looking I was at my thinking <laughs> that too.
1: No, I was thinking. I wish somebody admired me like that. I do like, admire you like that. Oh, but I'm not a. You, you know doing what? Best we. We're can. just rough tumbled gemstones. We just don't mm-hmm. know we're gemstones. I love that you love your sister. What's the age difference? That's so there? sweet. Can I guess?
0: Um, she's about <sighs> six years. Yep.
1: Oh, fuck yeah! How'd you? No. I got really <laughs> excited. Sorry.
0: <laughs> she's just under two years older than me. She's yeah, like a little over. A year and a half.
2: Okay. So you guys are close enough in age that you probably had like a bang and crush on a few of her friends when you were little. Ooh. And she was like, nah, you're a baby. <laughs> you
0: know, no. No. Her her friends, no. Oh. <laughs> didn't, they, they didn't cut it for me. They didn't cut it for me. <laughs> They weren't.
1: They weren't cool I mean, enough. They were,
0: you know, listen. Like, well, they were. They were in student council. They you know weren't what I mean. Showing up to I strong. was in
1: student council. Bonnie just got a
0: No, And, and I'm sure that was. Uh, I'm sure that was. <laughs> yeah, that was. I was strong. No, uh, it was. Uh, you know, it it just wasn't. Um, it didn't work out for me. It wasn't. Uh, no, I'm not interested. That's all. No big deal. No big deal. Bonnie's no there. No there. She's
1: not. No, offended. I'm just. I was. Like, Face is so.
2: Listen, excuse. Excuse me. me? So I just started running through all the clubs.
0: Oh, God. (laughs) Okay, so two fun stories, both drug-related. fantastic. First, when the band first broke up, that Lake Oswego trip Mm. that we spent so much time together, that was when the band was breaking up.
2: It was like your getaway.
0: That was my getaway, yeah. Well, simultaneously, I was also breaking up with my girlfriend of... A million I'm not sure, but I think it was years, right? Uh, It it was like the first serious relationship I've ever had. So I broke up with her. And that track... Was like the cardio that I know, just run around that track constantly, like having no answers and having no idea what I was going to do next after this like thing that I dedicated my whole life to. It was your
2: eat, pray, love where you just got to like get away from it all, be around people that were comfortable in like your heart space. Yeah. Like they weren't going to make you talk about shit. They were going to happy distract you.
0: And then- And that's when I wrote all those poems ugh, right there. And that's poem. when I was like, yeah, we got to do something. And then I actually did mushrooms and walked around that, you know, that beautiful little walkway, yeah, right? that like. It has all those flowers and it's got that little bridge, but it's all kind of like ground level. Got mm-hmm. the cheesy foot yeah, so and
1: it's kind of cute.
0: Yeah, it's kind of cute, right? Yeah. I remember walking that and I remember thinking, did that. And then I came back and all the closure in Moscow guys were back at the house and they were all listening to Beatles. Mm. Beatles, you know, Portland. And I remember <laughs> thinking like, this music is so uplifting. The last thing I want to listen to is Scary Kids right like why would we make music like that that kind of brings people down or like holds people in that dark place and again like you know you want to relate to people you're
2: also like manifesting through that you're like Like i'm rejection i don't want to feel right yeah i'm giving out darkness and i want to break out of that
0: and i think that was exactly it it was was a really kind of painful moment right but in that moment i also felt like rather than and again i understand the value of relating to this kind of music and knowing that other people feel the same way, mm-hmm. kind of establishing that mood and kind of creating depth in that feeling and understanding. But at the same time, I was like, why are we spreading this feeling that we're feeling so deeply? Why don't we focus on the things that make us feel good and highlight those and spread those throughout the world, right? And I have never forgotten that moment. And then I, you know, went off and did things completely different to music. But <laughs> that thought mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm returning to uh, has, has really been prevalent in in this new kind of cycle of, of songwriting. And it's been really front of mind and something that Chad and I have talked a lot about in, in the kind of songs we're writing. So that Lake Oswego trip was so... Pivotal? It, it
1: Needed? Yeah. It was like a pause. It sounds like
2: it. Like a reflection pause
0: yeah you know like similar to how this quarantine has been for some people where like
2: it's forcing you to look at things and take a time out from all the other bullshit
0: that's it you have to stop and you have to say what path am i on and where am i heading and what's the purpose of this who am i what kind of joy is this bringing me and where am i heading right yeah uh and what's the like what's the point basically like in in really simple terms what is the point of what i'm doing
1: it's a really good point actually and it's good question it's crazy
2: when you're in those moments Because you're talking about, like, the path outside the track and, like, the flowers. I can picture that whole backyard. Same. I can picture Tyson and Tim eating twin pops on the back steps. And, like, Dane came over and was grilling. Like, everyone was over. It was such a a weird, beautiful clubhouse for, like, three different bands to just kind of circle in together. And it was, like, all the edges and pieces just however they wanted to float around. But I can picture all these little details. And here's at the beginning where I said, where did I work that I had so much free time what the fuck was I doing? I think in that moment of time when closure was living here and recording that I, I had that pause moment in my life where I kind of made time for things that felt better and yeah. that it, it all kind of spun in line where we all lined up to just have like a hodgepodge. It was like always different flows of people and everyone was what we needed. Like I needed Russ and I needed his dogs and I needed him yeah. to just sometimes like, you know, just I'll get a little too hammer town and he would give me like sage advice and wisdom and Mm -hmm. i'd just be sitting there petting kevin kevin the dog
1: shut up Um, kevin the dog awesome
2: and it was as everyone kind of ebbed and flowed that house should have had a name right like no one ever named it <laughs> yeah they never
0: named
1: that house it was,
0: just, that was it was i mean that was exactly it. like people kind of came and went as they as they pleased right yeah. like you would drop it in the afternoon for an hour and hang out and then you would you know peace out you might come in at like 1 or 2 a.m and have a couple drinks right and, go to qf and make
2: on a food run
0: pancakes at six and then go to work like whatever a, it was right sure yeah. it was such though. an ebb
2: and flow like a cool everyone's welcome vibe it was like no just judgment it was definitely like a shift change like it was like a safe place and i love that you got to have that moment here that's kind of crazy i like that you had that time i was telling shannon also that one christmas i wasn't able to go home and see my dad and you came to what i call the horchata house which is where we had our christmas party ugly sweater party but you and i went to a movie on christmas because we were both like displaced without our family and i don't even remember what we saw it was maybe something like Will Smith or like,
1: oh, I don't remember. How dare you?
2: But you and I, Puyon, <laughs> went to a movie, just me and you at Christmas time. And it was like such I a love
0: it. Best tradition. No matter what Christmas is, I want to be in a movie. I was so sad. That was like the worst thing the pandemic that I, that I couldn't go see a movie on Christmas this year.
2: I, I've i never movies. done it. You were my first Christmas movie oh, then.
0: Oof. It's my favorite tradition. You're
2: like, I'm coming over.
1: I'm just I'm coming over <laughs> and I'm picking you up. And yeah. I was like,
2: what are we doing? You're like, we're going to a movie. It was crazy. I was like, I'm
1: out on Christmas. It I felt so say, rebellious. Bonnie is the, is a cool person to steal and take to a movie. Like we used to have sister movie dates. She's yeah, the best. Yeah. She's like a cool one to like pick up and be like, I want to see this really weird CD movie. She's kind of down for whatever movie wise. I do miss movies like a lot now. Damn it. Hmm. (laughs) Which is funny because all I've been doing is watching shit this whole pandemic. I've watched so But I want to get out and watch it. I was talking to a friend that keeps requesting that we interview band people which is really funny because they were the self proclaimed show crazy fan back in the day in the early 2000s. You know the type. Crazy makeup, black side swept hair the whole thing. They knew every word of the song. They were those girls. All my best friends. Yeah. Everybody we love and know. (laughs) Yeah. But they also had band friends. We were talking about how that era of bands was like if you picture all the schools in a school district and then maybe the best players of different sports would then move to a different high school. That's how those bands gained and lost band members. Yeah. There's maybe some bad vibes or maybe yeah. it's like the the rivalries, Poach, the the drummer, of XYZ. Yeah, it's it was super funny the way she described it. I was like, that's actually the perfect analogy for that era. On specific tours, you do like
2: legs with certain people and then they transfer out. What I saw the most of crossovers and participation between bands was the outdoor festival tours in the summer because then it's it's like a trampoline. It's like fun. Yeah. Everyone's doing whatever – What's i have a question everybody
1: too <laughs> Puyon,
2: who is the f- most pivotal person or most random person that you met on tour that just kind
1: of like became your person again. like you get a band bff at summer camp kind of vibe yeah. and then you're like oh i hope we go on tour near them mm-hmm. sometime again okay that's cute i like that
0: question yeah is it like is it a an individual or is it a full band Either. oh it's up to
2: you yeah. if you fell in love with a whole band you're so lucky because there's always one guy in the band that you <laughs> you're like i'm so glad brad went to bed early because he kind of stinks and he has bad attitude real fun
0: yeah you know it it's it's actually a whole band for sure i think Aww. the fortunate thing is we never ex- like kind of got to a level where the control was beyond our own right like we were never so we You know, similar to why we had a lot of people kind of come to the reunion tour Mm -hmm. uh, is because we never hit this kind of pivotal apex where we breached out, you know, the mainstream. Right. Like we touched on the billboard charts a couple of times, but we never like flipped to radio. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously some people might think that's detriment, but the benefit is we were always person's discovery we were never given up to the you know the masses
2: you weren't mass produced until you weren't a thing anymore
0: and even if you aren't the perception is that you are so like the benefit is like listen if you're like someone that's struggling in high school that is the punk that I was if the you know jock that you hate and I didn't hate any jocks but if the person that you hate in high school that doesn't listen to the shit that you listen to that doesn't go out at night and like find these clubs on a Monday night and go to this you know Christian hardcore show just because you know fucking earth crisis is the band <laughs> that you want to see right like you know or like find all these bands and then these people that don't care about music mm. are telling other people the sake of their popularity that that they listen to you when you might assume that that's better not we never had to deal with that right yeah. so
1: it's a good point
0: yeah the benefit of that is that we always got to pick the bands that we toured with right <laughs> oh, like because we weren't successful enough not to <laughs> right we always kind of hit this uh you know mid to low tier of success you know arguably that that again like we got to tour with our favorite bands no matter what so like you know haste the day you know we loved playing with them we got to play with them you know multiple club shows and we were so stoked when when they brought us out for the first time and and we were honored to continue playing with them and for them and continue to go back out road. classic crime other other band that like We were just buddies with and we did multiple tours with.
2: They're so catchy as a band member. I love seeing... When someone's on tour with someone and they're like, on the side of the stage, singing every singing song, song, they're like so yeah. into it. We don't play this kind of music. It's like a little popier to have that energy to see other bands just supporting Enjoying the band each they're other. with and just yeah. like rocking out. Like I love those mm. type of pairings. Supportive vibe. They would have
0: the audience that would be there and they would be their diehard fans you know, you know, Haste the Day would have the same audience that would be there and be their diehard fans. The fortunate thing is we always kind of hovered around just under breaking kind of period where none of us like exploded to be too big. Where
2: everyone was still humble enough to just like (laughs) meet each other on the same level.
0: Like we love touring with them. That's what makes life good.
1: It's a good feeling. God, I love that. That makes a whole festival or show lineup feel better.
0: (laughs) And And that was the case more with bands that we toured with and it wasn't so i've named like two of the bands that we toured with frequently like more than three times we've toured with each of those bands
2: uh, do you want to play this or that i do yep. i do okay we're going to do a rapid fire round
0: totally. so this okay. or that's
2: we're going to ask you two choices and you just rapid fire choose this your choice or that mm-hmm. asia
1: or europe europe open air festival or indoor concert
0: open
2: love
1: ballad or a pumped up jam mm. Bumped up champ. Tacos or pizza?
0: Tacos. I mean, that's just right now. Like that's right. right. No, it's just in the moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Listen, you know, I'm not committing. No. I will also eat pizza.
1: Like we say, the other one doesn't have to die.
0: Okay, good. Because I still get to eat pizza just right now. Yeah. Okay, cool. This just doesn't sure. cut off
1: your choices forever.
0: Mm-hmm. I still want to eat pizza. Okay. okay.
2: Are you eating pizza while you're um, reading a book or a movie? We'll pair it up. Do you want a book and a taco or a movie and some pizza? Movie. <laughs> a book and a taco sounds hard. Uh,
0: yeah. Pizza and a movie always. <laughs> you know, pizza and a movie.
2: Pizza and a movie.
1: We've never comboed. That got complicated.
2: I, I did before when uh, every time we bring up tacos or pizza, I'm like, no. you people don't remember that there's taco pizza compliments yes this is more than what i could have hoped for like i knew it was gonna be fun and i knew i missed you so much i didn't realize how much i missed you until we started chatting again yeah you're fucking beloved and i adore everything about you you are just such like a humble cool person and i'm so lucky to have ever gotten to meet you and to join your world and be the comfortable place in Portland that you could rely on for a Christmas Day movie. Laundry Bond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're You're just a high caliber human. And I love knowing where you've been, what you've been doing. I think it's so cool that you're just so multifaceted that you're doing all these different projects and that music has found you again. And I think you are giving everyone a gift in this crazy time where we've all grown up and we've all done stuff other than this era, but we're all so nostalgic and hungry for it. And when it was over for you, your reflection of that, I never knew that's what you were entirely going through. And I'm so glad that you're coming back with Scary Kids with new hope for all these people that just are eagerly awaiting it. Your fans are exceptionally crazy for you guys. And I love it. I love it so much. And I hope that it brings you the hope and the happiness and the joy of everything you experienced walking in and listening to the Beatles with a bunch of just sassy Australians. That place (laughs) is so crazy. But I hope you're able to elevate it to a point where you don't see the sadness and the darkness in that. And you guys are highlighting the good of what was and bringing it forward into something that all of us can hold in our hearts as nostalgic, but something new. I love being a part of this experience with you.
1: And I love you.
0: <laughs> love you too. I don't
1: have a whole heck of a lot to add to this one. I met you so briefly and I remember having such a positive experience with you. You live as character in Bonnie Land for me and all of her <laughs> stories about you are so positive, and all of the band experience tales Bonnie has. There are many kinds of people, (laughs) lots of questionable individuals with wild lives and whatnot. I will say you are a mainstay of constant like that is a positive tone and there's... It's a small fraction of people in that world that Bonnie felt that way about long, I found long-standing some, some treasures, and some, some good hot, treasures, hot garbage. You're like a diamond in that. I'm glad that you guys have maintained a friendship. It's like the kind where you, you know, dip out and dip back in. You don't have to <laughs> talk every day to feel like you still know somebody and know their heart and know what a good person they are. Talking with you, I'm like, oh shit you You are our people. You're just you're just one of the good ones. It's just nice to hear, like the band life can churn people out strangely and tragically and not everybody lands on their feet. Mm-hmm. It's nice to hear growing into being an adult, still having that passion and love for music and still like wanting to be a part of something that feels good, but also still having a really good head on your shoulders. Like you sound like you've grown up quite fine for having been a band boy. That's a really fucking huge trophy you should put on your shelf.
0: <laughs> like the- Thank you. Uh, both for that. <laughs> I'm not sure if you guys actually have any guests that take compliments. Well, while- None. Are, are, no, yes. is it that? are you it's, are you feeling like weird about it do you have people that take compliments <laughs> only well, one. i think, i mean we yeah.
2: had one no and somebody was like just say thank really? you i'm also just so happy that you and chad have reconnected in this new and elevated way you guys can come back together and it feels the same but different and that's yeah. a new chapter like i'm
0: so first of all thank you thank you thank you thank you <laughs> like no pressure but i
2: have really high expectations for this album (laughs) oh my god you know you got cove on it
0: yeah he's he's killing it the the cool thing is we come back today and we can write music that has for us like we're detached from from the identity of the band Mm. the last time that we were able to to write with this kind of freedom okay so yes people have expectations but the bottom line is if we wrote the album that was coming directly after the last album, people would maybe feel some nostalgia, maybe feel a little bit bored. Some people would be disappointed. Some people would be excited. If we wrote something completely different, some people would be excited. Some people would be disappointed, would be disappointed that it didn't sound exactly like the last mm-hmm. thing. Either way, there are going to be people that are really disappointed. You
1: can't please everyone, no matter
0: what exactly yeah. you are. So
1: you're making like,
2: something that you... Not and even so, if you love it. It's something that you respect what you've built and other ooh. people that you respect will respect.
0: The exciting piece about this is Chad and I are totally on the same page. First and foremost, we have to feel it. We have to love it. It has to be something that's really fun. The music has to be exciting for us. And we have to listen to a track and be like, "Up, oh, that has to be on the album. And if we don't feel that way, forget it. Nice. And we're feeling that about kind of the music that we're writing. And and we're not really too concerned about how it attaches to our identities. We hope they like it because we like it, right? And that's a very different kind of equation. There are some assumptions that it like has to be a specific type of evolution from the previous album and you know that's just it's not part of the it's not part of the factor <laughs> anymore right it's like do we like it are we having fun and the last time that we wrote like this was when we were first writing together when I was like do I play the keyboard or do I play the guitar I just we just want to play together right the last time that we wrote together was when we were first writing as a band when it was super fun and innocent and so I really hope people connect to it in the way that we connect to it but if it's not I think the most important thing is that we've had this process together and this process was like really enjoyable and pleasant and I think' I'm, I've, I've literally just been grateful for this time that we've had writing together regardless of the outcome it's been kind of a fun reunion in in a lot of ways that's
1: kind of what's important that's if so you think cool. about it like yeah can no. I
2: change my answer to your question earlier puyon of what I would like to do when the world opens up
1: <laughs> ooh go to wish
0: yes
2: I would like to go to the second annual Chad fest
1: oh my god
0: yes we'll set it up Chad fest
2: rock it out
1: and Gilbert let's chad fest it up it's got to be on
0: a hay stage though cannot happen without a stage of hay um
1: what if uh, what if you opened for aquabats at Chadfest? (laughs) i we'll fucking full circle as hell.
0: Talking about dreams. <laughs> it's, okay. That's really sweet. The deal we want to open for yoga again, <gasps> but I don't know if we can book dog. them. But if we hear yoga, again I don't know if
1: Broby's busy that weekend. I'll have to talk to his
2: manager. <laughs> Fantastic. Mm, Let him know. Let's that do it. Bonnie is eagerly awaiting this <laughs> second annual. God, like a million years.
1: <laughs> How old was he? Fifteen. <laughs> I actually think that this is kind of perfect.
0: <laughs> he was sixteen. Yeah, um, sweet
2: sixteen. Oh, Oh, we we just we just inserted ourselves in your memory and we're repainting it and putting ourselves all over the place. You're welcome. Please tell everyone where to find like who is running the Scary Kids account. Can they follow them there? When is the album dropping? Very important information. Yes. What would you like the
1: peoples to know?
0: Yeah. More info on an album coming soon. Scary Kids Instagram, Scary Kids facebook but yeah that's where you can follow the band i am at yonster i will post quarterly <laughs> it's a very uh, <laughs> limited publication really you can follow like, you can follow me there
1: i like
0: it and yeah i'll post all the key updates only the important stuff
1: like Jad <laughs> like <when> it's happening. <laughs> <Jad> <laughs>
0: If I have a child, you'll see that picture, and then you'll also see the child (laughs) decadulation. Perfect. (laughs) That's that's my posting. That's
2: the way you do it. That's so funny. (laughs) Follow Scary Kids, Scaring Kids. And if you don't think it's the best band name of all time, you're dumb. You're stupid. <laughs> Go to bed. Go to your room. Go to your room. You're grounded. You're not going to chat. First. I love it. Thank you for hanging out uh, with us. I just, I freaking love you. And yeah. I think you're a fantastic human and I love picking your brain and going down all these memories with you. You have the best stories. I told uh, you he's, he's good with words.
1: Picture this guy it. with his dog for the longest time <laughs> now. Like this dog has a pink bow and the bath is just, I, oh, and he's, so good. Just, he's just loud. (laughs) Loudly yelling, wrong, you've done it wrong, again.
0: He would actually scream, no, I kill you, (laughs) do it again. No, I kill you, do it again. In a thick Russian accent. Oh, he did have a Russian accent. He'd say, no, I kill you, do it again. No, I kill you. Yeah, I can hear him.
1: You've played piano wrong for too many hours. Yeah. <laughs> get in car.
0: And then every time we would drive and he would drive totally like, I wouldn't say recklessly, but very are fast. Are you scared? You know, I'm not driving 110, 100, 100, you know, plus. When we get out, he would say, I preserve your life, you think? Oh. me. I preserve your life, you think? me. I love
1: him. Like, if Harold and Maude was a movie, this could easily be a much better movie.
0: He was. Uh, he's a legend.
2: I agree. You have a wonderful rest of your evening. You can yes. unplug your gamer headphones now <laughs> and use them to go play video games
0: <laughs> shannon it was great to meet you bonnie it was so great to oh my gosh chat again this was such a fun time and this was really kind of a nice uh, a escape break from day to day yeah it was wonderful
1: my cup is full i hope you guys feel the same because i feel like this was Social hour, I didn't know. I really required. Do something
0: for yourself that makes you happy tonight. Jerk off. Watch a Marvel movie. (laughs) 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 Yes.
2: We love you, and good night, and goodbye. And thank you. don't be a stranger, and Mm -hmm. keep in touch with me
1: forever. (laughs) And meet quarterly.
0: Yes, quarterly, quarterly.
1: Divine. Bye. I'll bye. (laughs)
0: I'll talk to you soon. Bye.
1: How much do you love him? I love him. Mm -hmm. He reminds me of Portland good times. Like, popping over to your house and watching people play Nintendo, and then, like, you and I got to, like, tag team and make breakfast just Mm -hmm. for funsies, because I was the most awake (sighs) one in the room. (laughs) So, hey, Bon, if somebody wanted to hang out with us, talk to us, where can they find us? Um, Well, we're at your house right now in your basement. Right, but, like, on the online
2: Oh. Yeah. Well, we're on Instagram and Twitter under the same name, Mm -hmm. which is no you are that oh right don't forget the no yeah. Okay. we're also on the Facebook we are and it's just straight up you are that on Facebook mm-hmm. we have a page and a group so you can super participate or just follow along yeah what if somebody wanted to give us monies Well, my Venmo name is oh no. (laughs) Oh, well, we're on Patreon, Mm -hmm. uh, patreon.com forward slash you are that, and they can give us as little as a dollar
1: a month and it helps support the podcast. Yeah, it does, it funds all of our stuff. Um, they could also give us high fives on review, rating, and subscribing, Mm -hmm. and uh, maybe that's five stars. Yeah, that's no monies. Yes, five stars
2: is freaking fantastic and we love those and if you write a little note with it like tell us a fun fact about yourself Mm -hmm. tell us your favorite episode tell us your favorite guest from this
1: past year you can tell us you like butter on your toast i do we also have merch do you know where they can oh yeah yeah you could get things to put on your hot bods at you are that there's also like mugs and shit and hats yeah All all kinds of stuff
2: heads countertops we have you covered totes we have (laughs) toads we do have (laughs) toads that was organic and beautiful
1: oh my god that's like us. we
2: thank you so much for listening sharing rating reviewing all of the fun things and participating we hope you guys are enjoying this as much as we are
1: yeah
0: wisteria is a color
2: wisteria is a color mm-hmm. it's the color of the flowers it's my favorite Very i
0: only knew that from uh that small town television show wisteria lane i don't know if you desperate you're... housewives yes yep.
2: i know well played. i know
0: guinness is a super low calorie beer oh
2: i didn't know that i feel like it's not because it's dark
0: i know that's is I mean, that the joke that's how everybody feels
2: oh No, you've got to be joking. Hey, let's go back memory lane. Remember, I'm gullible, right? (laughs) 125
0: calories for 12 ounces again. Holy shit. Corona is 100 for just content. Are you
1: Googling again? Yeah, of course. Smooth. It pairs well with food.
0: Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I am a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water –